The police had cracked down on us hard and offered huge cash rewards to anyone giving them information which would lead to the capture and conviction of any one of us. The media called us ruthless terrorists. We're not. We're just fighting for what's right. Being born a naught shouldn't automatically slam shut myriad doors before you've even drawn your first breath. Being a naught shouldn't automatically make you a second-class citizen. What was it about our lighter skins that made the darker crosses so afraid of us? But the cross authorities have made a big mistake killing my brother. Now Callum was a martyr, and martyrs were far more dangerous. Every night before I went to sleep, and every morning as soon as I woke up, I promised my brother that I'd make sure those responsible for his death would suffer. Every one of them. But with all the liberation militia cells nationwide scattered to the four winds and desperately fighting for survival, it was hard to rest long enough to come up with some kind of long-term strategy. Long-term living had taken a backseat to short-term survival. So here we were, Morgan and me, cooling our heels in a cheapish three-story hotel in a semi-dodgy area. But an area at least where we had friends. And we'd finally been given another assignment. After months of almost total silence, we were being let back in from the cold. Our orders were to book into room 14 and wait. So here we were, booked in for two days now and still waiting. We've got company, Morgan said from his position beside the window. He didn't need to say it twice. How many? Two, no, three cars. If they could muster three police cars at the front of the hotel, no doubt there'd be more than one round the back. How did they know we were here? Morgan asked, running to grab his holdall. Let's worry about that later when we're out of here, I told him. If we got out of here. I grabbed my rucksack off my single bed and headed out behind Morgan. We ran along the corridor to the fire exit. Had we been set up? More of Andrew Dawn's handiwork. Morgan yanked open the fire exit door and leapt down the first set of concrete stairs with me right behind him. I pulled at Morgan's shirt and put a finger over my lips. Morgan froze. Beneath us came the unmistakable sound of footsteps, more than one pair, charging up to meet us. Every contingency covered, I pointed upwards. Morgan and I turned and ran up the fire exit stairs instead of down, fast but silent. We raced up the stairs to the second floor and sprinted along the corridor. Morgan came to a halt before room 25. He banged on the door whilst I watched up and down the corridor, my hand already on the gun in my jacket pocket. It felt like ice beneath my fingertips, cold and hard and reassuring. Whatever else happened, the hangman's noose would never kiss my throat. The door opened almost immediately. Morgan raced inside, followed only a moment later by me. I shut the door and immediately stood to one side of it with my back against the wall. It wasn't unknown for the police to gun down an innocent door without warning, and tough luck if you were standing behind it. A muscled, middle-aged crossman with a moustache and short-cut hair stood in the middle of the room watching us. I put my ear to the door and listened. I couldn't hear anyone, but I knew better than to let my guard down. They've gone to our room on the first floor, I turned to whisper to Morgan. He nodded, but I was surprised to see that he didn't have his gun out. The crossman was still watching us, but he didn't look scared. His expression didn't even make it too anxious. We've got to get out of here. I said. Chauffeur and secretary? Asked the cross. That okay with you, chief? Morgan asked me. Scrutinising the cross in the room with us, I nodded. I'm Dylan Hoyle, said the cross. 
he held out his hand. I didn't take it. Morgan started to until I glared at him. Then his hand fell to his side. Dylan looked from Morgan to me and shrugged. I just thought, Dylan began. You thought wrong, I interrupted harshly. Fair enough, Dylan shrugged again. You've both worked for me for the last 18 months. Your false papers are in my jacket pocket. He took out the papers and handed them to us. We've got less than five minutes before they start checking every room in the hotel. Try to make yourselves look as much like the photos on the fake IDs as possible. Do we stand a chance? asked Morgan. Only if you do what I say, said Dylan, adding as he turned to me, exactly what I say. There are clothes in the wardrobe, wigs and glasses are in the bathroom. Dylan Hoyle was a cross. Morgan and I were in a cross's hands. I didn't trust him or any of them. And if he so much as...